Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we are discussing the leadership characteristics of great prioritizers. And joining us to discuss this topic is Laura Stack, and she is president and CEO of The Productivity Pro, keynote speaker and author. So, Laura, thanks for joining the show today. Thank you so much, Katie. Happy to be here. Could you describe for us why great prioritizers often demonstrate leadership characteristics? Well, prioritization is really an essential leadership skill. Mm -hmm. Most people don't get to the ranks of leadership unless they already do this well. It Mm -hmm. is right at the top of a list of pretty much any list that you'll see on leadership skills, the ability to prioritize, execute, get things done. And every leader at every level needs to have the ability to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that in just about any leadership book and discussion, you're going to hear about. And so it just seems to always be that ability to put first things first. All right. Just so we're all on the same page, could you provide what your definition of prioritization is regarding, you know, prioritizing in the workplace as a leader? Sure. I mean, at its core, prioritization has to do with what you do first. Mm -hmm. When you have a block of time where no one's interrupting you, you're not on a conference call, you're not in your email inbox, you're, you know, you have a moment of discretion where you say to yourself in your head, okay, what's next? And whether you're doing that for yourself, whether your team members are doing that, whether you're talking about a broader scale prioritization, it involves ranking or ordering the items that are accomplished. And so whether those are workplace tasks, whether those are goals, maybe in your life, you prioritize values. Maybe your, you know, your family over your work or your work over your family. It just depends. You know, your faith, your self-care. And so basically it's looking at what comes first and what comes next and what follows in that order. And things, of course, are not equally important at all times. Mm -hmm. Now, in the workplace, does this prioritization only affect that leader and their personal work and their responsibilities? Or does it really affect their direct reports and then that leader's leadership team that's above them and then the goals of the entire business? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All of those. Okay. If you're looking at the work arena specifically, mm-hmm. you know, this could be a very broad discussion on life. But if we just talk about the workplace, generally leadership prioritization involves three different levels of responsibility. Okay. You have, of course, as a leader, your own time that mm-hmm. you must manage. And so you have personal standards in terms of your to-do list. Where are you going to focus? What are your most critical and value activities that you personally as a leader need to accomplish during the day? So that's the first level. Okay. Then the second level, which I actually believe is the most significant level, is the order in which you prioritize your team in terms of your employees, their operations, their projects, which you define based on your current strategic initiatives as a leader. So how do you know? What your employees are doing, are you even aware of what your team is working on and how they're prioritizing when they have that little minute of time? How do you know that every minute of every day is spent 
effectively doing what will drive those goals and projects forward. So Mm -hmm. that is probably the most significant leadership prioritization skill. And then the third level is large-scale prioritization, which depending upon your level in leadership, if you're really not kind of at that C-suite level or senior leadership level, sometimes Mm -hmm. those priorities are kind of handed to you. Okay, They've already been prioritized. And your responsibility as a leader is to execute them and get your team to do them. But as you get higher and higher up, you also then will need to hammer out which of the goals, which of the initiatives are really going to grow the business. And so that is that final level of prioritization. Mm -hmm. And this sounds like it's a lot to juggle. So how do great prioritizers and thus great leaders make this all work? Well, bottom line, they have to be very efficient. Mm -hmm. They have to have their own house in order and have a great time management system, the ability to plan, the knowledge of what's on the plate at all times, and and being able to make those decisions and not feel paralyzed by the sheer volume of everything that they need to do. So efficiency is a real key Mm -hmm. in that, having an organized system. Also, just having clarity. Okay. Many people don't know what to have their team do because they, they feel paralyzed in essence, or they don't have a good performance management system. You know, mm-hmm. If you don't have the ability to sit down with each of your key direct reports one-on-one mm-hmm. and have them show you, here's what's on my plate, then you as a leader don't have the ability to say, okay, that's no longer important or move that up or let's put this one on hold. And so... Sometimes your processes aren't in place as a leader for your team and you end up spinning your wheels and and wasting a lot of effort. And so those are really critical to make sure that you don't get that feeling of overwhelm. You know, how are you going to make the workflow smoother and easier? So where should you really start with all this? Should you start with yourself and then kind of work outwards or should you start with your team and really understand what they're working on first? Well, as a leader, you always need to have your pulse on the the company. Mm -hmm. So I would always start there with mission. What are we trying to do? You know, sometimes you have to kind of back up and say, all right, let let me take 10 steps back and look at the big picture here. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we trying to accomplish? Where are we going? You know, if you as a leader cannot articulate that vision to your team, you're really going to struggle in being able to get them to even know what they should be working on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, here's where we're going. Here's how we're going to get there. Where are the gaps in terms of what you need to do? And maybe there are training issues that they don't know about. Maybe they need better resources. Maybe you don't even have the talent in place on your team to accomplish what the organization is driving at. So I would always start there. Look at the strategic plan. Look at the goals that have been handed down to you. And then, you know, what are the tactics that you need to implement? So I'd start in reverse. Most people Mm -hmm. start with their own list. Oh my gosh, I have 117 things to do. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the projects can either be deleted or streamlined or delegated. You know, we end up just being so busy and it really isn't accomplishing the overall objective. Mm -hmm. As a leader in that organization, you mentioned the sheer volume of things that most leaders have on their plates and have to do. So I imagine that you mentioned streamlining and eliminating and maybe putting things on the back burner. 
How important is delegating tasks and then also delegating decision-making in order to be effective in prioritization? Well, especially if you're leading other leaders, you know, if you're managing Mm -hmm. managers, you need to also delegate the decision-making authority. So many leaders spend time trying to make decisions for other people because they've been there. They've done that job. You know, they Mm -hmm. really know how to do that instead of being able to manage the result rather than manage the person, the process, the, you know, the nitpicky how we're going to do this. So as much as possible when you delegate, you want to delegate that decision as well. Of course, being able to provide coaching and feedback as you go along the way. But you really have to look at as a leader, and especially as you move up in the organization, your value of time, your what I call return on time, ROT, or your personal return on investment, really, in what you're doing. So, you know, there will always be more things to do than time to do it. And as leaders, because they're good and they're competent and they know what they're doing, they do a whole bunch of things that they're capable of doing, but they shouldn't necessarily be doing themselves. Mm -hmm. I worked with an organization whose I was a nonprofit association and the CEO was trying to quote, save money for the organization because Mm -hmm. we weren't getting as much, as many members in that situation. And so instead of, you know, having an administrative assistant, he was sending out meeting notes, typing them up, scheduling all of the, all of the meetings, you know, doing things that are 10, 15, $20 an hour tasks, which I believe as a leader, it's a disservice to work on those types of things and not delegate them and not have someone you can push down to the lowest common denominator because it actually prevents you from spending your time on the higher priorities that actually drive the organization forward. And it's not like, oh, it's not my job. It's just that it's inappropriate uh, for you to be doing that particular job. Mm -hmm. And you've actually brought up two things that I wanted to ask you about. And the first is those little things that need to be done that aren't necessarily appropriate for you to be working on. So how do you ensure with all the big ideas that are going on, the big things that need to be done, that those little things are being done as well? Well, it, usually I'm, I'm assuming you mean being done by someone other than you. And right, that's yeah. where the performance management piece comes into play. You have to have your own internal methods where when you delegate a task, how are status reports being provided to you? How do you know when a task is completed? And there's so many apps and so many web-based systems. We just use Microsoft Outlook task. Mm-hmm. We use task request. It's just like sending a meeting invitation, but you send a task invitation. You assign the task. So as a leader, when I assign the task to someone in my team, when they're done and they mark it complete, I get an email back that says, so-and-so just completed your task request. So at any one time, I can see what tasks are outstanding, who I delegated it to, what are the start and the due dates on each of those tasks. And that's my job to be able to keep track of it, but it's also the individual's job to, of course, get the work done, to close the loop, to follow up, to let you know the results, uh, because then everything is just kind of happening in a vacuum and nobody knows what's getting done and what isn't. So you do have to have a structured feedback process to regularly review open action items and get their status so that you can reprioritize as appropriate. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I wanted to um, bring up was, you know, as a leader in an organization, whether you are, you know, the CEO or you're one of the senior level individuals, 
How important is it for you as that individual to gather your entire leadership team to determine what the goals of the organization are and how that impacts the projects that the entire staff is working on and um, kind of just like the overall vision of the company and how often should you do that? Well, you know... (laughs) In years past, it used to be that, you know, the leadership team would go off into the woods and they'd have this, you know, big strategic planning meeting every year in golf and take a couple weeks off on this glorious retreat. But, you know, that really isn't happening a lot anymore. It used to be three to five year projections down to the, you know, complete with the financials to the seventh decimal place. You know, it, there, things are happening too quickly, too fluid management leadership has to be a lot more agile and a lot, you know, I'm seeing sometimes strategic ideas, plans, goals being readjusted on a a yearly, quarterly, sometimes monthly basis. It's Mm -hmm. much more fluid than it's been in the past. And a lot of the tactics and strategies are kind of interdependent, where often a tactic as it's being executed often shifts the trajectory of the strategy in the moment. And they come back to the leadership saying, whoop, look, there's a barrier we've encountered. Here's an opportunity we've uncovered. You know, here's a potential obstacle. And so it's constantly moving the needle on the strategy as you go. And so that feedback loop has to take place up and down the entire chain just in terms of prioritization. And so, you know, at least yearly, most of the boards that I've been on and organizations I've been involved with still have some sort of strategic planning, but they're really not planning more than a year out mm-hmm. anymore because it's just too unknown. And they're letting the people below them, the professionals, take more of that responsibility to let them know what proper execution would look like for that particular goal. Mm-hmm. Now, we are unfortunately running out of time today, but I did want to give you the floor at the end here to share any final pieces of advice as it relates to these leadership characteristics and great prioritization that we've been talking about today. Well, you know, it used to be everybody would kind of make lists and give it a number and prioritize, but so much of our time today is completely uncontrollable Mm -hmm. to to the extent that it's often difficult to plan and prioritize because we don't even have any idea what's going to happen to us Mm -hmm. that day. So, you know, prioritization is, is a skill that is changing. It's shifting. We never know who's going to walk through the door, what time it's going to happen, what's going to land in our email inbox. But having that nimbleness and that ability to be able to instantly prioritize, not do what we feel like doing, not do what we think about, not do what, you know, someone's screaming the loudest, but Mm -hmm. to truly understand value and results. And just because we're getting a whole bunch of things done and checked off our list doesn't necessarily mean that we're producing any value. And so always remembering the impact and the weight and the worth of the tasks that you do spend your time on is a a critical leadership skill as we continue to develop uh, this in this business environment. And with that final piece of advice, we will close out the show for today on Management Decisions. And we've been talking with Laura Stack about leadership characteristics of great prioritizers. So Laura, thank you for joining us and sharing your insight on this topic. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Katie, for having me. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljaneradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send me an email at aljaneradio at localjobnetwork.com or send us a tweet at the LJN. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.